0: I'm Bonnie Joe Laughlin back on the Weekly Pass with my co-host Adam Copeland, and we've got a good friend of mine, Eddie George. Won the Heisman 95 Offensive Rookie of the Year, four-time Pro Bowler, and hopes he's a Broadway star
1: as well. I don't know if you knew that. Hey, Bonnie Joe was just tell me about that, Eddie, that uh, the Broadway thing is huge and, and one of my favorite shows, Chicago, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad, man. I did it in 2016, been doing the travel show, shows ever since. Uh, it's been a wonderful deal for me. I've uh, been acting now longer than I actually played a professional football. <laughs> that's <laughs> be, great, man.
1: multi-talented coach. Yeah, that's incredible stuff. So many guys make that jump. Yeah. I mean, Strahan does the TV thing, but not everybody can be out there singing and dancing with Roxy Hart. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been phenomenal, man. Ph- phenomenal transition.
0: Eddie, when are we going to see you back on the stage? I mean, I know you're doing commercial. Did you see that Dr Pepper commercial that yeah. Eddie yeah. did as well? But when are we going to see you back on stage?
2: Well, hopefully soon, Bonnie. Y'all got a couple of things working. Uh, I've been doing. I did a, a two man play actually a year ago. At the time called "Top Dog Underdog" here in a uh, Nashville rep. Um, I have another project that's pending. Uh, for this summer, uh, waiting to hear back for the finalized that deal. So hopefully I can be back on Facebook. you got to come see me uh, perform. Have you seen uh, Chicago yet with me in
0: it? Yeah, remember I saw you in L.A. when you were there. You that's let me right, tickets. That's right. we rock heart. Yes, that's yes. Right, that's but right, I want to see right. more of you. I mean, Coach, you understand he is mm-hmm. so good,
1: well, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, you just blew my mind. Now, Top Dog, Underdog, I think I saw a performance of that here in San Francisco maybe 15 years ago or so. Is that about two brothers living in an apartment together? Mm-hmm. And it's and, and yeah, I think it's absolutely. is it themed around, uh, is it like the Lincoln thing or is it?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You are dead on it. It's um, two brothers live in an apartment. Uh, one brother is um, is a theft, and he's trying to pull his brother, older brother Lincoln, into uh, play, teach him how to do the three car money hustle. Yep. And ironically, Lincoln is playing Abraham Lincoln in an arcade uh, where he gets shot every day, and he's depressed because uh, the hustle led to his one of his best friends getting killed. And that's why he retired. So he's trying to pull him back into the game, live this hustler lifestyle, whereas Lincoln let that lifestyle behind him because he wanted to save his life in a nutshell. And it's a long, emotionally draining play, and uh, it takes a lot out of you, but I, I enjoy doing it. It's my second time doing it. I did it in uh, 2010 um, with another gentleman here in Nashville. And uh, I just really enjoy Susie Laurie Parks' uh, uh, material. She's just fantastic writer.
1: That's incredible stuff, man. Yeah, I saw that for a, a – I went here in San Francisco and I saw it uh, for, a, for a school paper. We had to go see a play, and my dad took me to see that. It's a, You're right, very emotionally heavy-draining. Um, but it's just two guys in the whole place, and it's just you and one other guy.
2: Yeah, that's it. Wow. No hey. no bells and whistles. It's, <laughs> it's just you and him moving props, uh, a lot of dialogue. Uh, just when you think you're done talking, you're still talking, and it's it really tests your stamina as an actor um, on all levels, from the talking part to the emotional part to understanding the lines. It is it's it's a deep play, but the process I really have enjoyed the grind of it.
1: That's great stuff, man. I love hearing about that. I love hearing that. I mean, you're doing you're doing real theater. This is great stuff. And I'm, I'm not sure everybody knows about this. So even though it's outside of Nashville, uh, I'm glad we're able to talk about that here.
0: Now, Eddie, before I we get into football, too, me. I want to talk a little more about this. Like, how did you decide that you were going to be, you know, get into acting? Did you start taking classes after football? Kind of talk us oh, through yeah, that journey.
2: Absolutely. Um, well, I um, once I retired, Bonnie Jill, I. So out an acting coach, and I said, You know, if I'm going to do this as a profession, I really need to take it serious, not just doing auditions and hoping, and pray to get it, but really, I have respect for the craft of acting. And uh, that's what I did. And uh, I fell in love with the art of storytelling. Um, and I found a way to filter a lot of my. Uh, feelings I had at the particular time through the character of frustration, of fear, doubt, um, and portrayed that in character. And I found it to be cathartic uh, for me. And I had something to bring to various characters. So um, I, I uh, by, as a byproduct of that, I just fell in love with that. And this helped me not just, you know, theater, but in terms of expression, um, in terms of uh, going in front of a boardroom and, and, and talking about something passionate in my public speaking. Um, overall, it's really built up a confidence in me in that, in that regard. And, uh, that's kind of how I, I fell in love with it. And, uh, since that time, uh, about, Oh God, about 13, 14 years ago, uh, doing Shakespeare, I've done straight plays, done musicals, done all different types of, 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 of storytelling. Um, and it's just been phenomenal. And I just, you know, hope to do it on the grand stage uh, once again uh, as I continue to grow in this thing.
1: Everything you're saying resonates with me, man, because when I was in high school, uh, I had an injury at one point. I played varsity baseball for years, had an injury at one point and could not play my junior year, and opted to go on and, and try out for the for the musical that spring. And decided because I couldn't play, I was going to be in the musical. And I felt the same way. I loved it because it was a different release for me, kind of what you're talking about. Do you Absolutely. love it? Do you love it because it's different than football, or how your mind works different, or were you able to take things from when you played and applied them to to what you're doing now?
2: Well, I've always believed that when one door closes, another one opens up, and with that, you take along with you the teachers and the tools that have prepared you for that moment. And football definitely prepared me for that. From a work ethic standpoint, uh, understanding how to work with others, um, other actors, in terms of teammates, uh, knowing your role uh, uh, and really committing to that role, whatever it's required of you, um, just being at the right place at the right time. Um, all, the, all those things have, have helped me. that Where that that I've had success in the football field has helped me uh, approach acting the very same way. Uh, and Of course, there's a learning curve uh, that you learn with being on stage. It's just being trying to be as real and all raw and authentic uh, in the role, and losing yourself, and allowing the spirit of the character to come through, and um, just being a vessel. That's what you're really allowing yourself to be as a vessel. And a lot of a lot of times, it it it's healing for you because you're bringing healing. Uh, bringing healing to others uh, or whatever that may be to the audience uh, that that, that's that's needed so you know theater is um, very much alive it's organic Um, it's a give and take between the audience Um, that's the most important part that's the most important that is the most important part of someone's day and when they're committing to come to theater they're coming for a specific reason to get their mind away from the problems or to be inspired or to be enlightened, uh, to be entertained, uh, to be challenged, um, all those things. So it's the actor's job to not say, okay, I want to look good in a particular scene and I'm going to have my abs you know, look like a certain way or I want to take off my shirt and have the girls scream, uh, <laughs> but to really but to really be a true character that they resonate with, that they can follow and that they, they find a little bit of themselves in and, 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 find a resolution to whatever problems that they may be going through that, Hey man, you know, I remember watching this play and I was inspired by it. And it let me know that this particular problem in my life would be okay because this character got through it a certain way. You know, everything is based off of real life experiences. Mm-hmm.
0: Eddie, were you more had more nerves on opening night on the big stage in Broadway, or when you were in the Super Bowl in 2000?
2: Uh, Nerves, man, um, absolutely. Uh, Football-wise, I I felt like it was something I was born to do. Mm -hmm. That I that, and I I mean, I was born to to be on stage. uh, Unless I didn't want to do it, but it was different. The fact that um, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I knew my lines off stage, but when you get in front of the bright lights right. um anything can happen. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's the it's the unknown that you have to be prepared for and you can't get distracted by that. So your level of concentration is uh oh, is, is on ten. Um same thing in on the football field, but you can recover with with uh, athletic ability, whereas on stage, you have to rely on yourself and you have to improvise and keep the story moving
1: forward. Now that we, It's a good opportunity for us to transition to football, and you were down in Miami for the Super Bowl, and we're here in the city in San Francisco, as I said, talking 49er football a lot this year. Um, you saw how the 49ers got into that Super Bowl, and they did it running the ball. We talked a lot about establishing the run early in that game, and they did a pretty good job, but then they get to the fourth quarter and pretty much all it was was slinging the ball around. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, you played in a Super Bowl. You were a running back, one of the best of all time, you see the 49ers go away from the run to the throw. What are your thoughts on, on how that thing played out?
2: Yeah, it was uh, perplexing to me to see that happen because, you know, the previous game and how they got there was under the football. In the championship game, they ran the ball 42 times. Right. Um, when you have a 10-point lead against a team that you've got to keep off the field in terms of their offense, it was, it was surprising wow. to me. Yes, you want to be aggressive, but be aggressive in what you do. Um, I felt like when they, uh, when they pulled within three, when Kansas City pulled within three, um, they ran it on the first down, they got second and five, um, and then they elected to throw for Chip tip ball, then throw for a uh, NKP blast. We're taking no time off the clock. And at that particular time, you want to – don't worry about so much the scoring points, but drain the clock. You know, allow the clock to become their nemesis versus, the, uh, versus just the team that they're facing, which is your defense. So I, I felt like it was kind of mismanaged in that regard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Jimmy Garoppolo, um, he, he, was, he, he outplayed uh, Patrick Mahomes for three and a half quarters um, of that game. Yeah. And, you know, had they won it, he would, might have been the MVP. But it showed um, that he may not have been ready for that moment. Um, not that he can't build into that, build the confidence into that. He's still relatively young in terms of his playing years. But he missed some opportunities. He missed the, the touchdown throw. Um, great call. respect to the call. But then again, you know, you, you know who you have at that position, and you ran the ball a lot uh, for that particular reason. So they only ran the ball 22 times totally collectively as a team, where I think in their wins they may have averaged over 30 times a game. I don't know the exact number, but I, I, don't, I don't think they ran it nearly enough to beat uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
0: Now, Eddie, you had mentioned it was going to be the four hours run game versus Mahomes, and it looks like Mahomes took that. When you watch Mahomes and see that he seems to be a quarterback that likes to come from behind, what did you see from that young quarterback?
2: Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is resilient. Um, you have to respect the arm talent his ability to uh, extend plays his ability to throw the ball off his back foot, front foot, side foot, doesn't matter, sideways, throws a, a sidearm ball over the top ball, doesn't matter. But it has probably his worst performance in, in, in the entire playoffs. Throw two picks in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll throw two picks a total in the game. Um, was kind of off. He was rattled earlier on. And to find a way to say, hey, you know what, I played really poorly in the first few quarters, and he did not give up on himself and did not say, okay, I'm young. I'll get back to this situation again, and and we'll see. But, no, he he found a way to make it happen. It's just a lot about his character. It's a lot about who the player he's going to be um, and finding a way to win that game. So he's just a resilient, young quarterback, the best in the game, in my opinion.
1: What's so funny, Eddie, is is we're talking about how the 49ers decided not to run the football when they were up with an opportunity to win the game. We go back to the Super Bowl. Was it 34 you played in back in 2000 Mm -hmm. um, against the Rams? The Rams shut you guys out in the first half, and I think they came out in the second half and scored again early on. You guys only got back in the game and, and made it a one-score game because you opted to keep handing you the rock. They kept yeah, going Eddie to you. Eddie
0: got uh, two touches, I yeah, think, And they Super kept Bowl. going to
1: you with the football. Just the juxtaposition there to me is so funny. What was the, the mindset in that? Because obviously Kevin Dyson gets down to the one-yard line. You come within inches of winning or tying the Super Bowl in that moment. Uh, but it was all passing for the Rams, and you guys got back in it because you ran the football. What was the game plan and what was set at halftime?
2: We had to get back to what got us there, and that was smash mouth mm-hmm. football. We had to keep their offense off the field. We knew they could score at will. Uh, they set all kinds of records that year offensively with Kirk Warner and Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. Uh, they had um, like four or five Hall of Famers on the field <laughs> offensively yeah, speaking.
1: Yeah. Marshall Fox, so
2: yeah, of we, yeah, we had to just to get, get back to playing our type of football and disrupt their rhythm. Um, by keeping them on the sideline, and we were able to do that. Uh, we wore out the defense. We felt like if we could get them to play a type of game, we beat them early in that year in Tennessee. Um, but things were different uh, once we got into the Super Bowl. So um, we just methodically we wore them down. We had to win on defense. We got, got a three and out. We shortened the game, and we put ourselves in a position to to play in overtime. First, they made the one play, um, Isaac Bruce down the sideline to score. But, you know, Steve McNair let us down the field again on a, a, a valiant effort to put us in position to, um, to tie the game and possibly win the overtime.
0: Now, Eddie, um, you know, unfortunately you guys fell to the Rams um, in that Super Bowl. You know, the days leading after that, you know, what? how did you kind of deal with it? And what kind of advice would you give to these Fortnite players right now?
2: Well, I was inspired, honestly, Bonnie Jill. Uh, I, I wasn't devastated as, as bad I was hungry for more. It left me wanting more. To be one yard short of possibly winning a Super Bowl it left me hungry. I, went to, I, went, I told Jeff Fisher the next day, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about not going to the Pro Bowl because I wanted to get right to work again. I wanted to, just, to let my body heal and start working out um, to get ready again. But he convinced me to go. So as soon as I got back from the Pro Bowl, I was back in the weight room again, back on the hill running – bad work on my craft uh to put the, put together the best season of my life to to win a, a Super Bowl. So that I was I was determined. So, the 49 is are relatively young and I think there's a lot of promise there with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he's a top 12 top 15 quarterback in this league, and I think he can, can definitely improve on on his uh on his standing as an elite quarterback in this league um, as he continues to learn. Those things that I saw in the game are correctable. Again, you know, uh, it, once he learns to uh, find ways to win with his arm and in situations like that when he doesn't have a run game, he's going to be unstoppable. And I think that um, he has the ability to do just that.
0: When you look back on that Super Bowl, Eddie, I'm sure you have a lot of memories now that Steve McNair is not with us. Do you look back on that and kind of treasure those moments?
2: Oh, God, every Every day, you know, I, I look back on those times and I'm uh, thinking, man, you know, uh, we had a really special team, and the more that I'm away from the game, the longer that I'm out of the game, I'm more appreciative and and thankful that, wow, we really, truly had a special run. Although we this winner we had, I played with some really awesome teammates, uh, great guys, and those, those moments, that time, that team, uh, will always be special to me. We always have a, a, a very tight bond, a unique bond that can never be broken.
1: Now, Eddie, you were you were on the team in Houston when they make the transition then to Tennessee and they you guys were the Oilers first and then became the Titans, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say I I was wondering about that because we're seeing that here now and it and, and like with the Raiders moving yet again, moving out of town, mm-hmm. going to Las Vegas, a little different. You guys of course stayed the same name and then switched basically to a different franchise, but that franchise now almost reinvigorated. It seems like yeah. this year they make the change. Mike Vrabel, sort of a, a a players' coach, he's a between the ears guy. They all rally behind him. They have an opportunity now if they want to bring back Tannehill. Maybe go out and bring somebody else in. What are your thoughts about the future of the Titans?
2: I like the future. I mean, they're at um they're at a crossroads. They either can take two steps forward at this point or take two st- two steps back. This team will not be the same as it was last year. They got to make some really tough decisions. Um, in terms of bringing back Logan Ryan, defensive back, outstanding gear this year. Uh, Derek Henry, how they're going to re-sign him and treat him in terms of the, uh, the running back position. Uh, Ryan Chandy, he'll have to make some decisions there. Um, and But I, I have full faith that Mike Rabel and John Robinson, can put together a, a product that they can be proud of and really get better this off season. We're gonna find the elite pass rusher. Um that was glaring when they played Kansas City in the AFC championship game in Kansas City they had they couldn't get a pass rush before. So it's gonna be imperative that they find these guys through free agency and uh through the draft. So um I, I would like where where uh, the the Titans are trending right now, but they gotta make some really tough decisions financially speaking to accommodate the nucleus of this football team right now.
0: Now, Eddie, the year that Derrick Henry's had, I mean, what a beast. I'm sure you watched him and Uh, uh, I respect his game. And, I mean, what do you think is his long-term worth to the team as well? Because he's got a potential payday coming up as well.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, everything ran through Derrick Henry. uh, You know, they they don't make this playoff run without without having the run he had. It was was a historic run. I mean – the guy was coming downhill. He was uh, uh, running through defenses like Butter, but some of the best defenses that we've seen, to, you know, um, whether it was the, the uh, Baltimore Ravens or the New England Patriots. Um, it was really impressive to watch. And I, I personally think, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg in terms of his performance is there. We're just now seeing the beginnings of, of what he can do in a full season. This is a real first full uh, or second full season, but really the first breakout season that he's had, I think there's a lot more tread on the tire, and the Titans are getting him at a great a time. So, yeah, they, they've got to make him a priority in terms of locking him up.
0: Now, you know, Ohio State, I know you're very proud of your Buckeyes and your Offensive Rookie of the Year, and now you look at another Ohio State Buckeye, Nick Bosa, here in the Bay Area, Defensive Rookie of the Year. What did you think about the game, you know, the season he had, not hit a wall and just, can you know, produced every game?
2: Well, yeah, you're right. To um, to have the season he had as a rookie and not hit the wall was impressive. And to have an immediate impact um, on the game itself is just phenomenal. I mean, he, he is uh, an incredible athlete, powerful, extremely flexible. He has great bend in his hips, um, a resilient um, attitude, a, 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 a motor that doesn't stop running. I mean, he's just um, a phenomenal uh, defensive end, and and I think he's only going to get better. So you guys in the gym and uh, and Nick Bosa out there, I think he's going to be uh, a perennial all-pro in this league.
1: Eddie, we've loved the conversation. I can't let you go though. We're right around the corner now from the Academy Awards, or anything that gets going <laughs> this weekend. I got to ask you: you, you, uh, a big, are you a movie buff now that you're more? I mean, you're into the theater now. Are you a movie am, buff? Are you into I the awards? Am. I, I, I
2: love. I, I watch the awards. Um, I watched a lot of. Them. In fact, my wife and I are going to go to a movie tonight. Oh,
0: nice! Um,
2: What's on the docket? What do you see? Uh, yeah, check it out. we well, Bad boys. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I yeah. Seen it yet, so yeah. I don't know how good it is. I've heard, uh, you know, some good reviews. So I'm always. I'm a big Will Smith fan. And uh, I, I want to laugh today. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, good deal. Get you some popcorn and hang out, man. That's it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And
0: you know what else? Copes? You know, Ed- Eddie's also a DJ. That's when I when I saw him at Super Bowl, he was DJ. Oh, I, mean, I he's, didn't know He has a lot of irons in the fire. Eddie <laughs> doesn't you, stop.
1: You get all kinds of stuff. We'll see you at Coachella. We'll see you at the Academy Awards, <laughs> wherever, man.
2: Right, right. Yeah, you see you'll the Tony Awards. You'll see you see the football field. <laughs> you know, I- I'm trying to live my best life, man.
1: That's it, man. We love it, Eddie. Great stuff, dude. Well, Great Eddie, you'll have to let me
0: know when you're back on stage. I want to come see you.
2: Absolutely, Once once I find out, I will let you know, and I would love for you to see the two man play. I'll be doing it in Memphis uh, in 2021. Oh, I'll uh, have to make it I'll, out. Hopefully, you can make it out to that. Yeah, please do. It should be. Uh, it's going to be one night only, but um, as a really riveting uh, before, a really riveting play to watch. So hopefully, we can uh, entertain the folks down in Memphis with this.
0: Well, thank you so much, Eddie. You know how proud I am of you, and it's so great that you took the time to talk to us. So thank you so much. Continue success.
2: No problem. Take care. Thanks Eddie. Thanks,
0: Eddie. Eddie George, how great is he? Coach. I don't know. I don't know if you realize how multifaceted he is. That he's a football player, an actor. I mean, DJ. He does a lot, and he's not just like, "Hey, I've got the face. People know I'm Eddie George. Let me be in some commercials and some guest starring." He takes the craft really seriously, and that's what I think is so impressive. And when you watch him, when I got to see him, um, Chicago uh, as Billy Flynn. It was amazing. I mean, because you know that role. You've got to be a singer, a dancer, an actor. You've got to do it all. And to see him coming from the football field onto the big stage, it's
1: pretty impressive. You see all sorts of stuff like that sometimes. Like Mike Tyson does his play, right? Yes. Or his musical. I haven't I, seen it, but I heard knock on him. But I, I have a – I got a feeling it's just not quite as deep as maybe Eddie Georges is, right. is playing in some of these roles. Like you hear him talk about this craft and talk about, uh, you know, when someone comes to the theater, they're giving up their evening or their night because this is the most important thing to them. It's so funny. I – I had no idea this was an acting thing for Eddie George. Yeah. I came in. And thinking, you knew the play that he's in, well, you, which would, is great. you just whispered to me as we're calling him up, hey, you know he's an actor too. And I was like, No, I had no idea. You mentioned Chicago, which I love. Great musical, yeah. fun, fun show to yeah. see on stage. I've seen it and with on Rita Broadway, It wasn't like he was a
0: traveling cast. He was actually on Broadway. Uh, I,
1: he's doing, I mean, that that play Top Dog Underdog. No joke. That's I saw that like 15 years ago when I was in high school. That's gotta be one of the toughest two man shows anyone's ever done. It's a it's a heavy play. I think it's no intermission, like and wow. it stuck with you. Through. You remembered it right off oh, the bat. Oh, it's incredible. I knew it. As soon as he said it, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a play I saw. And I want to uh, see him in that because you said it's only two guys. So it's that's, just two I mean, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a heavy play, but, uh, no, that was a great conversation with Eddie George. And he knows um, his football
0: still, too, because you remember he was a <laughs> commentator for a while on Fox as well, well and then he, and he, and he wanted to focus on acting. Too. Yeah, <laughs> he does everything. I mean, a lot oh, of guys, God. they all try to do a lot of different things, but he actually takes everything pretty seriously, really focuses, and, I mean, what he did on the football field, and now what he's doing, it's... It
1: is. It is impressive. Like it's I pretty said fun before, stuff. Man. I don't know that. I don't know that. Bad Boys is going to win any Academy Awards. I, know, this I weekend, thought he was going to say I something, thought he something might a little be deeper. Like, yeah, marriage Story or Pain and Glory. <laughs> right. The two popes. I checked it out. All good. All good. Bad Boys.
0: But good stuff. And he said the Niners could be back. They got a young team. He likes Shanahan. He likes garops But. um like we said before it's you never can say you're going gonna, gonna to be right back it Well takes, and he and he knows you know, they lost tough. by an
1: they lost by an inch yeah. and then uh, in, in I, remember in that. Super I was Bowl there at that Super Bowl that and was... then the next year they get bounced they get bounced yeah. in the first I think division around to the Ravens the following yeah, Well look
0: season, at the Rams so. they think it was hard to get back it's never never guaranteed so that's why the, I'm taking this Lost a little uh, deeper. So only
1: only five times in NFL history has a team lost the Super Bowl and returned to the Super Bowl the next year. Is that what it is? The 1972 wow. Dolphins lost in 71. They went in 72, obviously, undefeated. Yeah, and I think yeah, they yeah. won 72 and 73. But they had lost 71 and then won 72. The 93, mm-hmm. is that the, I guess it would have been the 91, 92, 93 uh, Bills because yeah. they lost all those and just kept right. going back. And then the 2018 Patriots did it after losing to the Falcons. The only two teams to win would have been the Falcons and the and the uh, Dolphins. Wow. So, Niners yeah, got a uh, history not on their side, but it can be done.
0: It can be done. Well, that was good. Good stuff it's from Eddie George. Right, we'll be fun, back. Bonnie, and sorry we took a couple of weeks off, but we are at Super Bowl. Had a lot of things going on. But we'll be back next week. And that's it on the Weekly Pass. Thanks for joining us. I'm Bonnie to I'm Adam Copeland. See ya.